do for you? You have been chopped. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. Kitchen. You got me, Chef Rob Burmeister from Food Network Star, Cutthroat Kitchen and Chop. We are here to serve you all the food nonsense that you want to hear. I like that. We're going to serve you all the food nonsense. Food nonsense. Yes. <laughs> the do's, the don'ts, the good, the bad, the ugly, right. anything the you want to know. And weird know. ass news. And then we'll just go awry and start having stuff. Yeah, and then we'll just lose control, control and go into something that's just totally. But we do have a great show tonight. We have another master chef on tonight. We have uh, DeAndre, DeAndre. who actually, you know, a couple of weeks ago, with a little spin, thought he was safe and actually ended up to be a double elimination. Double elimination on master chef. Love to hear what he's got to say about that because, you know, yeah, that's why you never know. Just when you thought you were out, you're out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, they keep pulling me back? Nope, you're they out. Pull Sorry. me back in. Yeah, so I'm kind of psyched to talk to him. You know, we met on Facebook and stuff, and he's a really nice guy, man. He's a big fan of Big and Beefy, so. Very cool. To have him up. Very cool. So how was your week, my Clemenza buddy over there? Not bad. I just recently learned that German chocolate cake has two of the worst things that <laughs> I ate. Do. <laughs> which is toasted coconut and, and walnuts. It's okay. I'll eat it for him. You know, it's my two hated foods in the world. It sounded good. You think as a chef I would know this, but I'm not a big dessert guy, believe it or right, not. Right, right. You know, nor my claim to be a It always looks guy. good. It looked fantastic, and I was all psyched. Eat the nice chocolate. It looked great. I know, and I saw your face. Coconut and walnuts, and I was just, just yeah, I was uh, That was my top five a couple of weeks ago, was the food that we hate the most. Yeah. Yeah, and it had both of them in one bite. I think whoever made that was thinking it. So listen to the episode. was like, I'm going to put everything he hates in this. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you get it from? Some diner we ate at by my doctor. I had to go to the doctor. So there was a lot of people in the office. I said, listen, you're just going to call me. We're going to go get something to eat. And then I'll come back. Yeah. And I can go right in. Because, you know. Where, where's the Richmond, doctor? Richmond, Richmond Avenue. It was the Richmond Avenue diner or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Richmond. Yeah. The little diner on Richmond Avenue. Down like towards Great Hill. Right across the street from the YMCA. Oh, all right, all right, yeah. Wasn't bad. Wasn't good. Right. That's that's a diner in a nutshell. Not horrible. 
not great. There are some good diners, though. <laughs> yeah. But my thing diners. always, the biggest no-no in restaurants is having 900 things on your menu. And yes. there's a diner with, like, 10 tables that offers everything from, like, crab meat stuffed sole to a toasted yeah. bagel. Yeah. And I don't know how they keep that stuff fresh. Well, I, I can see the breakfast and lunch menu doing that because it's a big enough turnover. But whatever happened to all the Greek people owning the diet? Like, everything that I get in a diner that's Greek lately is horrible. Yeah. Like, the, years ago, the country club, the colony, all those diners on Staten Island had great Slovakis and, you know, the, the, the Greek platter and... You know, where you had the trio with the shish kebab, the kupta, the, the, the falafel. The, the yeah. Now it's all dried and hard. Like, I tasted the white sauce. I had it somewhere the other day, and I tasted the white sauce. I'm like, you can take this back. We, a matter of fact, I'm going to say where we ate. I don't really like blowing people up Z1. But um, it was disgusting. It was literally fucking gross. It was gross. The best thing about the thing, the, the food in there was the fucking waitress. She was very cool. The first we got... An order of baked clams. Don't ask me why we did that, but we did. They were unedible. We ate three of them each and left them. Then we got the, I got the, figured it could be too bad, a chicken Slovakia with a Greek salad. First of all, I don't want an anchovy in my Greek salad. It's not a Caesar salad. Anchovies do not belong right. in a Greek salad. And even if you are going to put it, you tell somebody about it, you don't load up the whole entire salad where it was overbearing and it tasted like I was eating the inside of my underwear. Okay? It was disgusting. <laughs> it was literally disgusting. And then the chicken was overcooked, and the white sauce literally tasted like vomit with shredded cucumber and yogurt. It was yeah, great. Well, you know, the problem is they're making that now. Like, you can buy that in a, fi- in a, in a gallon. Yeah, but container. something here's the thing, and I was always against pre-made stuff. It's 2016. Some of the pre-made items you can get are actually pretty right. fucking good. Yep. You can buy. I'll show you a great tzatziki sauce to buy. I make it personally, and I make it very well. But I'll show you one on the market that you can buy. It's pricey. But it's fucking damn good. Yeah. You know, then she got a hot open roast beef sandwich. The roast beef was cut in chunks. It was so, brown. It was like, it looked like shoe leather. It looked like the bottom of your shoe. And it pretty much tastes like the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. It sucks. So she sent that back and got a BLT. And how can you make a BLT, man? Well, basically, you didn't do that. Uh-huh. It was horrible. It was fucking, you know what it is? Look, it was bacon that was sitting around, probably. Old bacon, cold grease, crumbled. The Made toast sucking was bad. A hunk of fucking iceberg, which was fresh, but it was like it was all, it was like a lettuce sandwich. The tomatoes were all mealy and mush. So here's my thing, man. There's no place on this island, but a lot of places, you know, if you're gonna do ten things on your menu, at least do six or seven of them very well. Right. But when you got a menu and you got, here's what I've learned: you can go certain places with one or two things off the menu, and that's it. The rest of the menu is usually horrible. Every place has that one or two good things. They think, okay, because we do one or two things great, let's open up a restaurant and build the rest of the menu around that and put out any shit we come up with, and people line up for this. They actually stand in line for this. People, wake up. What's wrong with you? Look, if I go out to eat, her and I, or we go out with a couple of couples or whatever, we go out with a bunch of friends, and we're going to spend, you know, anywhere from 100 to $400 bills, we go out with a bunch of people and leave there unsatisfied, not fucking full right. and disgusted because we had a bad meal. I'm sorry. I take exception to that. I'm angry. I'm yeah. an angry little fat kid. I want a good meal, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> but anyway, enough of my rant and a raven. You know, but it's true because you look at guys like you and I who have been in the game for 25 years, 
who can literally outdo these people with one arm behind their back and a blindfold on. And they're lining up. People are making money. They're lining up. And you and I got to fucking struggle. And, and I tried. Together. They weren't lining up. They kept saying it was too expensive for me. They would pay a dollar less to have crap somewhere else. But, you know, can't please everybody, especially no. on this island. No, but that's the thing, too. I don't mind. See, now I don't mind paying the money. I have no problem paying the money if the food's good. Not a problem. If I'm going to, look, I can pay $8,000 an order of fried galamon or $14,000 an order of fried. I don't mind paying $14,000 an order of fried galamon if it's beautiful, it's nice. Normally, it's fucking grease, it's rubbery, it's chewy, it's fucking pizza sauce with crushed red pepper in it as your hot to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Anyway. The is the new Lou. Yeah, now she's going to put everything <laughs> right in front of the microwave. I think in front, of, in front of the microphone and make all the noise during the live radio show. Because that's a great idea. Sorry. That's a great idea. Okay, well. Let's get Lou on the phone. We yeah, can have a fucking simple. Wait, wait. Clunk, clunk, clack, clack, crumple, 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 crumple. On a good note, I went to favorites Friday night, on Saturday night, and the girls put in $20 a piece, and we won. Yeah, she won. They better come So I came home with uh, uh, two hundred and eighty dollars more. Nice. I was home sick, so I didn't go. But you know, cool. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went on a fishing trip at Eddie Canlan on Friday. Oh, did you hear about the girl from South Beach who went on a fishing trip? <laughs> no, no. What do you mean, bum? Yeah, the girl went on. She went with eight guys. She came back all fucked up. What? She came back with a red snap. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Eddie, I I forgot I went there for lunch a couple, like a month or so ago, and there was an old dude, good guy, running a trip. So I gave him half. I was like, here's 20 bucks. Old man in the sea where you got on a rowboat with a pole. It was good. It was actually like a charter boat. It was 50 guys, well, 50 people on there. I went with my cousin, his wife, and my dad. And wound up going on it. It was just a great trip, but here's the thing. We went for fluke. There was only three keepers caught because everything was had to be 18 inches. There was only three keepers caught. Was that a fluke or not? It was a fluke. But So what did I do? Okay. I kept every sea robin caught and stingray on the boat, and I, I brought know, them I home. I filleted them up. It's delicious. Yeah. You know, everyone goes, I'm so used to throwing away sea robins, but I googled it a few weeks ago, and they were actually edible. Yes, they are. And delicious. It's a white meat fish. I filleted them, have a bunch of fillets, and then the uh, stingray, well, the, the skate, whatever, I cut the wings oh, off. fish and, is phenomenal. Delicious. Yeah. So, you know, everyone else left empty-handed, but then we went back to Eddie's and made some great food, had a couple of cocktails, and then they cooked the fish that was caught. You know, like the you know baked it and whatnot. So you but had a food fish. It was good though. It was really really good time. Yeah, and uh, now you know, I felt like I was on like one of those survival shows. Nice. You know, catching and all the fish that uh, we get thrown off. People throwing them. And you know what? They were huge. Growing up, the sea robins were always about three inches big. The funny part is, I'm going to Google Sea Robin because I don't know what the fuck is Oh, you, you know. You, you'll you see. And now, because everyone's been throwing them back, they're yeah. gigantic. Yeah. I had easily like 20-inch Sea Robins with the big wings. I remember as a kid going to Long Island, the Sound, and going fishing and catching Sea Robins. Yeah. yeah. And, and look at that. It's like a prehistoric 
catfish. It's got like an exoskeleton on it. It's got wings. It's got legs that walk around the ocean. And I was like gutting them and pulling crabs out of the stomach and everything. It was fucking awesome. But I saved the egg sacs. I saved the livers. And it's good stuff. But check it out, right? Right? It looks like a medieval. Yeah, I know what these things are. Yeah. And when you pick them out, they sound like like uh, geese. They're like, uh, 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 like gasping. Yeah. But yeah, I've been eating sea robins with. <laughs> as, as people say, it's garbage fish, but I, I enjoyed that one. People don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But for years, people either threw them now, back or put them or in the lobster mild? traps or crab traps. Would you compare it to like a tilapia? I would compare it to almost like. It's it's almost like bluefish fillet, but without that gaminess. It's more white than bluefish. Okay. But it's it's really tasty. It's it's almost like if a sea water catfish. If you clean bluefish the right way and soak that shit in buttermilk, I had a buddy of mine that did that. You know, we used to do it too. We used to do a lot of bluefishing. But if you clean it the right way, you soak it in buttermilk. We used to dredge it in a little like mustard and milk. Um, mustard and egg batter breadcrumbs, uh-huh. and then dip it in Italian cheese and breadcrumbs and fry it. It is fucking unfucking believable. Oh yeah, fantastic. Great. And it's even better when you catch it. Yeah. You know, because you can go to the store and buy fish. I don't know how long it's been there. It was. I'll give you a true little story. I used to go fit blue fishing with my father and Robert De Niro's kid, Raphael. Me, and my father, and Raphael used to go fishing all the time. We used to go for blues. Nice. And Raphael would bring this little mini baseball bat. And I would bring a little club, and we'd have to bang the fish over the fucking head and right. knock them out to take the hook out, or they bite your friggin' yeah. hands off. Oh, yeah. So it was great. I remember one time the fish got off the hook and started flapping all over the boat, and I'm jumping on that thing. He's hitting him over the head with the hammer, which is beating the fucking fish, and it's great. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. But, you know, and the mates on the boat were actually psyched because they were throwing them back, and I was like, dude, I'm, I kept mine. He goes, you want me to keep the other ones? I'm like, only if they're big. And they'd be all around, hey, Rob, you want this one? Like, they were loving it. And I tipped them, you know. Nice. Good time, though. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, see you. Yeah, I like to go fishing, you bring a pistol with you, shoot the fucking thing instead of <laughs> hitting it over the head with this fucking bat. But, you know. I, speaking of old man in the sea, I did get a bite, and the thing was taking my line out like crazy. And they said I probably had a shark, but then it spit it out. Dude, I'll tell you a very quick fishing story. I went down to Florida, went on the boat, got into the pool. You know, you know my father, ah, I'm going to catch the biggest fish, uh, and everybody's arguing, we're all betting. I dropped the line in the water three seconds. Now, I don't know what at the time, but I got a cobia, King Cobia on there. Oh, cobia is a hard fish to catch. Yep. It was like the end of the season of it. It was almost impossible to get, I got this fucking cobia on. I went around the boat, no exaggeration, about four times. My father reeled it in, my brother reeled it in, and I finally reeled it in at the end. We just, true story, we get it. They said, okay. My father calls a buddy in the restaurant. He said, yeah, we'll make it for you. And he goes, I'll buy the fish from you. We'll give you like three, four hundred dollars whatever it was. Sure. So we get the fish. We put it in the trunk of the car. And I guess put, by putting it in the car, there must have been some blood on the outside of the car. So my father's driving like an asshole. We get pulled over. <laughs> the cops, we get now the pistols are drawn because we got blacked out windows. That's what they do in Florida. Right. They'll pull you out. They'll get the gun. Now they see blood on the back of the trunk. So he goes, you know, my father being my father and me being me. What do you got in the trunk? My father goes, a dead fucking body. Sarcastically, like yeah. being a dick. Dude, surrounded, helicopters, thrown on the floor, in cuffs. They're busting the fucking trunk open because the key didn't fucking work. You had to stick like a screwdriver in the thing. Right. You're driving like one of those old fucking yeah. cars. 
They're trying to pop it open. They get the trunk open. They see a fucking fish. They were more pissed off there was a fish in the trunk and not a body. Because they look like morons. <laughs> like news cameras were showing up. Yeah. All kinds of crazy shit was going on. Meanwhile, well, we had a fish in the trunk. Uh, True story. I love Kobe, you know. One of the best eating fishes you and, and shockingly nobody's really got it on their menu up here. No. I mean you can get it if you pay the money. You know what I like most about it? The collar. Yes, the collar of any fish. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing nobody knows. Yeah. The collar's the best. It's like that little prized little nugget of meat that's right. in there. And she's fantastic. Cheeks and, 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 cheeks. Cheeks and collars are the yeah. best. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I love fishing. I, I don't go enough. You know, I go like once every couple of years, but I really yeah, do enjoy the that. Highlight. I really, I would love to grab a six pack or a twelve pack, a little doobage, and go fishing and catch yeah. some fish. And just... Oh, and you'll you'll love me for this. So Eddie makes a couple of sandwiches for everybody in a cooler. He made an Italian sandwich, so I'm eating it, but the pepperoni still had that like skin around uh-huh. it, you know, like that waxy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm eating it, and I'm saving all the strength. So I stopped making a lure on my hook out of the pepperoni strings and then putting the killi on and another piece of pepperoni and I was catching sea robins like my hand was on fire. Nice. How could be catching everything? I'm like, I got a pepperoni lure on here. Yeah, well, you know, the Italians invented fishing, so it's yeah. I was like, what do you do? We're off the coast of Staten Island. I'm catching all these fucking guinea fish. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was a good time. Right. But uh, yeah, nothing else. I'm just still trying to get this. This truck is in the sign guy still. You know, he was supposed to have it done last week, but the kid designing it was taking a sweet time, and so they finally printed everything up. They're putting it on today. I got to pick it up tomorrow, and then we got loose thing on. Uh, but, yeah, on the I'll be weekend. judging it. I'm not going to do nothing out there, but I'll be judging it. I'll be out there Saturday at some point. Yeah, so you know. Excited, but now now it's like fucking go time. Now I got now I basically have to work. Yeah. <laughs> Every day now getting shit ready, yeah. you know. So I don't know. So yeah, so that's uh the Woodbridge. All they know is I'm coming hungry, so you better feed me. Yep. Yeah, I'll feed you. <laughs> I'll feed you. I don't have I'm not doing like I'm doing like four things. That's perfect. But, I'll have all four. <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta show you this one thing I had to make a menu for this rock carnival thing that I'm doing. Okay. So I was talking to a few uh, guys that I know, some like my buddy Aaron from Food Network Star and stuff. He was telling me about this snack that they sell in Mexico, and a chef buddy of his in Seattle sells them like crazy on his truck. They're called Dory Locos. Okay. And it's basically a bag of Doritos they cut open, and Usually they put like grated carrots, jicama, cucumber, pickled pork rinds, like the skin, pickled skin. Absolutely. Uh, peanuts, gummy bears, lime juice, chili powder, and hot sauce and stuff, and a sweet sauce. So for this one, I, I'm doing my own version. I got bacon, slaw, uh, Doritos, gummy bears. I don't want to do peanuts because everyone's allergic to them. So I'm doing okay. wasabi peas, cheese. I just want a whole big bag of wasabi Yeah, peas. I love that, man. And nice. so we'll see how that goes out. That's in like September, but Mary's like, like that sounds disgusting. No, that sounds like that. I'm like, it sounds, you know, it may sound disgusting, but if this lady put yeah, it. but it doesn't even sound disgusting. That sounds, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. But this lady, I, I, I mean, she came up with a bunch of these things, and I feel like, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't, wasn't with Mary, I would marry her because she does like a Frito Loco. She does one with ruffles, like all these bags of uh, 
bags of chips with all the puppy locos. This is the one with uh, Ruffles, Fritos Locos. Man, it's good. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So, you know, I got that. I'm starting to put that on the menu. Just doing some crazy shit. I think for Lou's, I'm doing like a renegade dog. It's just chili, bacon, cheese, and barbecue sauce on a hot dog. And okay. Easy shit. I'm doing the Frito pie. I'm doing nachos. Okay. And the meatballs on a stick. All the different five sauces. So... We'll check it out. You know, well, just get me one of each, and uh, <laughs> and we'll call it a That'll day. Be two of each, because you know, is gonna. Yeah. So. Right, so you want to do some news real quick, and then we'll, then we'll get to our calls and our guests. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, we'll do a little news. You got the. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought I had the news intro, but you know. There it we go. All right, news. here we go. CTO News with Big and Beefy. All right. All right. So I want you to do your story first. Cause I know. I was reading this and I saw it today. And apparently Burger King is doing these mac and Cheetos. And a buddy of ours who we had on the show as a guest, the Vulgar Chef, which if you haven't seen him, go check him out. He's the Vulgar Chef. And um, apparently Burger King has ripped off his idea. And according to foodbeast.com, and I'm going to quote what the Vulgar Chef says, he said, at first I was like, what the fuck? Like, you're fucking Burger King, he explained to Foodies. It's actually flattering that a company as large as BK would take an idea from a fat, drunk, illiterate food blogger who is basically an internet food troll. Kind of sad if you ask me. Kind of something like I would say. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a guy, you know, he's a cool party, you know, guy likes to drink and party, just into his food and creates great things, and he's putting all this stuff up on his website and his blog. And I think he's got to get a, I don't think he's got to actually copyright it, but he's got to protect himself somehow. Yeah, because, well, I mean, he can copyright it. Nothing wrong with some. stealing some ideas, but again, he's the first one to do that. And you get somebody like Bergie, you know, why not approach the guy and say, hey, we saw your idea. Why don't you come in as an R&D guy? Right, develop Help it. us develop this. We'll give you a little piece of the action. But no, let's rip it off because we're already a multi-billion dollar company. And let's piss on the little guy. And let's fucking take it and you get nothing. Well, you know, what happened was someone got a great job for Burger King in development and he just comes the internet and steals shit and everyone thinks it's I worked great. in research and development for a company called Severoli making raviolis. We did the Kirkland brand from Costco. We did the Schwann's Nutri system. I redeveloped all that shit. But I never stole anything. I look and get some ideas. Right. But I never ripped anybody off. Most yep. of the shit I have is coming after smoking pot with my boss on lunch and coming back in and creating my own shit. Right. You know, and again, you, you, everybody looks at the internet, gets some ideas. But you see something like that blatant, approach the guy at least. Say, yo, right. buddy, you know, you got a shot here. We want to bring you in. We want to see your idea. If it works out, we'll cut you a little piece of the pie. We're a multi-billion dollar company. We'll give you a little slice of something. Yeah. Because he does the flaming Hot Cheetos on everything. I love it. And I mean, you, you look know? at the picture of this. It fucking looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, well, I, he, the guy knows what he's doing. He does all the craziest absolutely. shit. He's a good guy. He was one of our. Uh, yeah, he was one of our guests. Yeah, and, one uh, of our guests. He was great, great guy. And uh, now he's just, you know, he's a hardworking dude. He does this on the side. And he's, well, apparently you know, he got ripped off again. I'm going to read something else he wrote, and I'm not going to quote it because it's too little, too dirty. But there was actually some CUNT working at BuzzFeed that was ripping myself and some food dues off almost every week. I was finally able to email them and make them stop ripping off the recipes. 
food bloggers, and I let him know how much a fucking hack and a pile of shit he was. I mean, look, I like this guy, you know, and I give him that, but again, you're going to put your recipes up, man. You got to expect people to look at it and start knocking you off. That's yeah. a compliment. Right. But in the same breath, you know, you give, the guy some, give the guy, yeah, cover yourself. At least give the guy some acknowledgement. Right. You know, it call him, you know, BK vulgar, yeah, whatever. As seen on, yeah, give him a little, give him a little prop, give him a little, give him something, yeah, a little pat on the back. Because even some people might not even want money, just go promote my website yeah, or whatever exactly. like that, and, or you know, do something like that. But all right. uh, well, all right, well, I got a, some cool news, and I, I thought you were gonna because I saw it on your uh, feed, but Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Are hosting a yep. new TV yep. show on VH1 called Dinner Party. Yep. Crazy. Well, didn't Martha Stewart do something with Snoop Dogg on some kind of roast or something? They yep. roasted somebody. Yeah. And I will say this. I am not a huge Martha Stewart fan. But after watching that roast, my opinion of her has changed. Yeah. She was pretty cool. She was Ever a lot since cooler she did before. time, yeah, she, she got, got cooler. She, she got down with everything. Yeah. You know? So... She realized that making a shank wasn't was an art form. Yes, it was. You know, with a hot glue gun yeah. and some. Making uh, a shank was just as hard as making a three layer cake. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I mean, it's pretty cool. There's another one, JB Smooth on on like uh, I think it's Sports Center or MSG has dinner with uh, JB Smooth. It's him, and it's always like comedians and and. Uh, like sports guys or whatever, and they just sit around and eat bullshit. And it's pretty cool. It's those kind of things I like, you know, when you get a bunch of different people. Remember Daniel Balloon's show, After Hours? Sure, I do. He used to cook for all the, it would be like Tiki Barber, Anthony Bourdain, yeah. some musician, whatever. And then they would That's all. That's you and I got to know. Yeah. After Hours with Big and BP. Yep. I just, that cook. Come here. Drink some beers, we'll cook some great food, we'll bullshit, we'll toast a little herb. Yeah. Whatever. It'd be fucking great. But, you know, good luck to them, because Snoop Dogg entertains the hell out of me. I love Snoop Dogg. He's a funny bastard. She's pretty good, too. Our buddy Jay Surf was on Martha Stewart's show. Yeah, I just spoke to Jay Surf. Yeah? So, uh, you know, he's doing good. What else we got? More shit with uh, Chipotle. No, some woman got... Uh, a woman that was discriminated against because she was pregnant by some guy. She was just, in 2011, was just awarded $550,000 in damages because this guy found out she was pregnant and then would just try to mock her in front of everybody. And be like, have you have to... Why can't something like that happen to me? I know. I know you can right? mock me for being pregnant in front of everybody. Hell yeah. I'm only eight months. <laughs> But I mean, that's what people, some people make their living out of getting out of suing all these chains, yeah. you know. Like it's to get it. In the old days, we would have got sued in a heartbeat. Oh, forget for it. any kind of discrimination. Look, I'm all for going up against the big boys when you get messed with. If you got a legitimate case, go after them. Right. You know, because I do it, I do it very well. When they mess with me, I come right back at them. Right. You know, but you got so many people where it's just like, you fucking kidding me, dude? Let me sue you because my coffee cup is too hot and. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's right. just, uh, you know, and that, that that first woman got like over one point something million dollars for the coffee. Then people were dumping it in their laps like crazy, and it just kept going down. Now it's like they get ten thousand dollars, or it was done on purpose. Hey, for ten thousand dollars, I'll dip my brick in a hot cup of fucking thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever see a cup of coffee from McDonald's? It has all sorts of what's like a cigarette pack. 
this is hot. Do not hold between your legs. It's like all these water wow. things on it. It's fucking great. Do not stick your testicles in. Yeah. Yeah. Don't dump it on your junk. Um, all right. Well, now, remember we did that story a long time ago that Subway was putting like a rubber in their bread? Like that they make, yes, yes, uh, yes. A couple of other places were doing it. We did this whole thing on chemicals and stuff that were found in food. I think it was like, we called like Did You Know segment or something like that. Yeah. We did all these... Weird things that, you know, people didn't know. And uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, apparently it wasn't just Subway. It was McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, White Castle, and Jack in the Box. And it's crazy. The removal of the preservatives, antibiotics, and high fructose corn syrup, relatively quiet when it comes to a Zodia Carbomamon or whatever. It's crazy. Like, why are you going to put rubber in your shit? You make yoga mats. You're going to make your bread with it? I'm doing stuff for this food thing, for the food events. I'm filling out health department forms. I got to prove where I get my salt from. And these people are putting rubber in their bread, and they're multi-million dollar companies. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting money for nothing, that tips for Jesus. Remember that one we did that story on? He hit again, $5,000 tip at a Utah Steakhouse. Unreal. $5,000 $5,000 tip. Imagine that. Imagine tip. I'm broke. Somebody help me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't even give you the, the 5,000 recipes, let alone 5,000 bucks. So, I don't know. It is what it is. God bless. Thank you. Love to Yeah. Abundanza. And my last bit of news, today is National Zucchini Day. Really? Yeah. I made zucchini flowers the other day. I know. Fantastic stuff with a little regatta, parmigiana, fantina, mm-hmm. little dip them in a little egg batter with some parmigiana, fresh parsley in the batter, some lightly breadcrumb, fried them in my new copper chef pan, which yes. I have to say, it lives up to the hype, people. Very light, very, you can crack the egg in with no oil and slide it all over the place. It, great pan. This thing was <laughs> so nonstick that. When one of the things leaked out, the regatta leaked out of the flour a little bit, it was almost like deep fried cheese curds. It wasn't even sticking to the bottom. It was my ball. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Great little pan. So I'm even going to get the bigger square one, and maybe next week I'll bring that in, and we'll yeah. we'll look at it. Maybe we'll cook something in, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Why the hell not? We'll see Pretty how cool. I mean, it's cool. Maybe we'll even do rare. a live demo or something of you and I. Yeah. And you, I'll bring in the round one and the square one, and we'll see what the hell we can cook in there without it actually sticking. Right. We'll try anything. I'll try some Play-Doh, some plastic. We'll try anything. <laughs> Let's see if we can get something to stick to the inside of this pan. Copper. Oh, more <laughs> copper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the pan inside the pan and see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, zucchini, I, I, I don't know. I love it. I really do love zucchini. Great way to eat zucchini. On the barbecue, olive oil, balsamic, rosemary, garlic, yep. marinated, Right on the grill. We got a shit ton of calls. I'm going to stop yeah, going well, food. We're going to introduce our guest right now. We got Chef DeAndre from uh, this season of MasterChef. So, uh, hey, what's up, DeAndre? Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. How's it going, boys? I wish I had a fishing story for you, but, you know, finally something else to lie about the size of, huh? <laughs> yeah, baby. So, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry that you got voted off, uh, you know, from Master Chef. It was bullshit. I watched it, and I was so happy that you made it. And then, I, if I believe, I was actually reaching out to him, congratulating him on Facebook, and he goes, "Don't hold your breath." And then, like a second later, 
Double elimination. I was watching it. I was like, all right, he messed up a little bit, but this kid's got some talent. You know, look, I, we all been there. Rob's been there. I've been there. We're like, all right, cool. He's going to come back. I want to see what he's going to do next. I know he's going to rock something out. Then all of a sudden, they're sending him home. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, you're using the word elimination. I'm not, because, you know, anything can happen, you know? Oh, okay, true. <laughs> well, you, you just got sent out of the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, you know, sometimes you can't handle the heat, and you got to take a little breather. It's fine. You take five, right, you walk right. it off. Yeah. So uh, how was your experience there? Now, apparently I heard through a little bird that you were on, you were on another season. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I wonder who this little bird was. Uh, maybe somebody, uh, somebody is doing a little bit too much storytelling. I was actually originally casted on season five, and I made it to the top 100. I got eliminated early. I didn't get an apron, so I thought, you know, I'd take a year off, lick my wounds, learn a little bit more, try to see what I could do about getting my skills up, and I came back. Right. Well, but apparently this, this gentleman... Uh, has to. He said he'll be in bed tonight, but he wanted to send his love, and it's uh, one of our former guests, Francis Lake. Francis Lake, yes. Yeah. Ah, donuts, yeah. donuts. Yep. Yeah, he's got his all <laughs> yeah. his donut stuff early in the morning. So he reached out. He said you're a great guy, and just uh, get, send his love your way. Yeah, very ah, cool. That's sweet. That's sweet. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, so how did how did you like the whole experience? You know, it's a. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the world that can really prepare you for something like Master Chef. And um, you know, I, just when we went in, you have to walk in with confidence and your skills, and you you want to think that like you know maybe they're gonna throw you a bone or help you out a little. But no, man, you walk in with nothing but your passion and your credit score, and that's about it. So right. <laughs> I, well, I've I, grown a lot. I, oh, go ahead. No, I noticed this now, and I always used to say this to the MasterChef guys. And this is only joking around, of course. And so you guys get the nicer version of Gordon Ramsay and the bigger prize. Let's Hell's Kitchen, guys. We get yelled at all the time. But what I'm starting to notice is Gordon's getting you a little nasty. Uh, he's getting he's a little, yeah, he's getting a little nasty on MasterChef, and I'm loving it. I'm like, wait a minute. I went through fucking hell on Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. These guys are getting into fucking <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, but he's getting a little nasty now. And you know who I don't like that's getting nasty is what's her name? The one that with the cereal milk or whatever. The other judge. The girl I don't even oh, know her name. Come on Christine. now. Come on now. I Christina? watched it last week. Watched it last week and she tries to be nasty yeah, and but she's, like she's, and she does something with her nose that you just want to slap her. Like Yeah, but she's cute, so I don't care what she does. Yeah, I know. But it's like listen, it's your first year. <laughs> you know Bastanovich or Bastianich. Yeah, or whatever. I just Bastianich. Joe was yeah. good on this. You're show. supposed to be the nice sweet one. Don't be getting all nasty with people. Yeah, but what do you think? Now <laughs> you think that's a little bit true that Gordon's getting a little uh a little hell's kitchen on you guys with his attitude or what? Listen, the standards are getting higher and higher every season. You've seen the challenges. You've watched this season so far. Every season, Absolutely. I watched it, gets every more, season. it gets more and more ridiculous. And I think we're slowly seeing home cooks that want to be, you know, they sort of romanticize what it's like to be professional chefs and being in that kitchen, being on the line. And I think Gordon sees that. And I think they're, uh, you know, we're moving more towards a, <clears throat> more towards a kind of a show where people are, are being treated like, you know, like they would be if they were professional chefs. And I think that's a really good thing. Right. 
Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. That's what always used to get me. I used to tell everybody, you know, when Master Chef first started, like, you guys got the nice version of everything. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't negate your guys' passion <laughs> or talent or any of that. I, I really don't. So they think you guys are fucking great. But, you know, they were, let's be honest, they were very nice, like, and almost apologetic in the first couple of seasons. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I fucking looked at something the wrong way, and I was getting called a baby rhino and getting fucking food thrown out of the Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't even imagine, man, because honestly, when I think back, like, as you're telling your story, like, my eye twitches, and I'm getting, like, some shallow breathing, some anxiety and stuff, because I don't know if he was that, I don't know if he was that nice, at least maybe not to me, um, but, you know, he he just cares, you know, he he really cares about no, what he we're does. doing he really and does. where we're going, so, yeah, man. It, well, it's well just, that's uh, the thing, too, that, that a lot of you guys, you know, got to realize is, when you're in a kitchen, it, it, it's different, it's, you know, you're going to get, look, when I first started working as a line guy, I got fucking screamed at by my chef. And the only answer you had was either yes, chef, or no, chef. Or I am so sorry, chef. Or it won't happen again. That was it. There was no talking back. There was no explanation. It was either yes, chef, no, chef. You know, even on House Kitchen, you get so many people that come on the show and they think they're entitled. And and I can tell by your work work ethic that you know know the deal. You ain't putting something out that's of quality. You're up shit's creek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look at what Now I got something to, to 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 say about about the cast. I enjoy okay. you, but my biggest fear in eating when someone's cooking for me is getting hair in my food. Now you're good because you know you have that beautiful <laughs> head of hair that that's so beautiful you don't have any. It's great. Yeah. But that one woman <laughs> that looks like she has a Persian cat on her head. That blonde lady Ooh. with the crazy blonde head. I just every time I see her cook, I picture pulling out about ten long blonde hairs out of my food, and I would gag. Okay. Listen, listen, don't do this to Brandy. Don't do this. She's sweet. No, no, I don't mean I don't mean <laughs> it in the bad way. But I'm telling you like that, and I talk about it on the show all the time. I have gone to great places, and as soon as there's a hair in my food, I can never well, go back there. As it's a like chef, too, you gotta realize. Yeah, as a chef, you gotta realize. Look. My kitchen guys, they gotta wear hats. I don't care about a hand. Put on a hat, a bandana, put something on it. Especially if you're hey, a female, you got something hair. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do my best to keep away from spoilers. But I know I can tell you this because I get this question a lot actually. So what you don't see is while we're cooking. You know, once, once the, uh, you know, once the judges say your time starts now, everyone that has long hair has to tie it up. And everyone yes. that's wearing heels or some sort of like fancy right. shoes, they, they switch shoes. Change. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then as soon as the cook is over, that's why you, when we're cooking, you see the food. You don't really see us too much. But as soon as the cook is over, they, they pull the hair down and we change back into our regular outfits. All right, good. I mean, because I know all about editing and what goes on, but I wasn't sure if they did that. Because she seems like a sweetheart, and I like the stuff that she makes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, We're not knocking her. It, it's just like, oh, my God, that <laughs> hair. Like, yeah. I don't want – like, I feel she was going to get screamed at at one point. Like, get your hair out of the food. Listen, I already served Wolfgang Puck raw chicken. I don't know if I could give him – if I could stomach giving him a couple hairs, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, why not? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Even the best, even the best chefs in the world have served raw chicken at one point in their lives. Absolutely, it happens. It happens, man. Oh yeah, I think every show I've been on, someone served raw chicken. That's the thing about cooking. With with the the average person watching these shows at home doesn't understand. Look, 
When you're in your house and you're cooking a meal for yourself, for your three people, your five people in your family, and you're taking your time and there's no cameras, you're not away from your family, there's none of that shit going on, it's easy. Try to do what we do. And the amount of food that we do and the time we do it in, it's a totally different fucking ball game. Well, that's one of my questions when I used to interview people for a job. I would say, have you ever served raw chicken? Have you ever burnt croutons? And when they tell me no, I know they're full of shit because yeah. everyone burns croutons. Yeah. And everyone has yeah. cut I over chicken. I burned croutons on the last episode of Hell's Kitchen. I burned them. Yeah. I even said, I'm not going to fucking burn these. Don't worry, I got them. Uh, the first thing I did was burn the croutons. Man. Well, well, I think I swear, we have, we have a lot they... of phone calls for you, my friend, yeah, if you want to start taking a few. I was scared I believe... that no one was going to call, and it was just going to be us three sitting in a room together. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if they were. This is the first time. We have a lot of calls, so let's yeah, see. Yeah, let's see what we got. Hey, uh, 610, you are chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. How's it going? Hi, how are you guys? We're very good. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Um, I'm excited to be on the show, and I just wanted to know how DeAndre's life has changed since MasterChef. (laughs) Question. Everything, you know, everything has changed. You don't even have to come close to to growing, to to getting some of the benefits from the show. Um, I'm working in a professional kitchen now, which is awesome. I'm a line cook, so I'm making my dreams happen, but... I think it just it gave me some validation that like you know I can I can cook. Sometimes you might burn some orzo here and there, but like I can cook. Like I'm good at this. I was uh, I I grew up never thinking I was good at anything. I was the kind of guy that like kind of got crap grades all the time, and so <clears throat> this is That's why uh, we all became really chefs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really great. It was an awesome experience, and I got to meet some of the best people in the world. So I wouldn't change it for anything. Excellent. But, excellent. Um, I guess like does it is it your expectation to like um cook on Master Chef and like to cook in the real world? Like how different is that for you? It's not it's night and day. Um but I think Master Chef when I walked into Master Chef I was a total home cook. I, I never go to school, um I've never worked in a restaurant before, but I like to cook at home. I have a lot of cookbooks. Um, after that, you know, when I'm in the professional cooking world, it's more, uh, I've learned, I've learned that we have to rely on each other. It's not as individual as it is on MasterChef. And, uh, it's honestly, honestly cooking in the professional world. Don't tell Gordon I said this. It's actually easier than cooking on MasterChef. Well, it is. Here's the thing. On MasterChef, there's no, there's no do-overs. Even like any cooking show, there's no do-overs. What you got is what you're going up with. You know, if you're yep, in a kitchen, you can take it, you can change right. it, you and can leave it. there's not a lot of TV sabotage. Yeah, there's not a lot of TV sabotage. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Like, you know, it's just, it is what it is, but you got that one shot, man. You got that one yep. shot. Now, yep. uh, where are you calling from? Um, D.C., Washington, D.C. Nice. We're seeing you out here. I have a bunch of friends that have like watched and followed Master Chef, and we're like super excited and and we love it. So we just <laughs> want to see you succeed in in all your endeavors. Honestly. Oh, that's so very cool. cool. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we're just gonna put you on hold if you want to still listen in. We'll, we may come back to you. We just gotta take some other phone calls. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, yeah, I'll listen yeah. to us every Monday. We'll have his, uh, no you know. No problem. We, we right. love you. Thank you. You're amazing. 
Thank you. All right. Let's see who we got here. Hello, area code 301. You are chewing the fat with Big and Beefy and DeAndre. Hey, how's it going? It's going hey. great. How's it, how's it going with you? Everything's great. All right. Uh, non-food related question. When you want to get away from the culinary world, what do you like to do? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I keep chicken. You know what? So I spend a lot of time. That's still culinary. I spend a lot of time with my chickens. Yeah, that's still culinary. Um, you know, I like to nap. Um, I'm always um, – I'm sleeping when I can. Ooh, uh, nap is like good. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I do a lot of photography. Uh, sometimes I just like to go on some long drives. Um, but I'll be honest with you. Most of the time I just sit at home and play video games. Uh, it's just really nice just to be a – just to be my age and just to sit at home and bum around and do nothing all day in my lazy pants. I'm 25. All right, so you still play, like, PS4 and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 45, but I'm still playing Call of Duty with my headphones. I wish I was into that. I just, you know, we talk about it all the time. I was never allowed to have it because it would ruin the color of the TV. I just bought bought the Samsung virtual reality goggles, the the gear wear, whatever it is, and I gave Rob the (laughs) virtual reality thing. And he lasted about 30 seconds. Yeah, I got nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't make them work either, man. They make me nauseous. But, um, oh, I yeah, fucking I, love I these can... things. I'm like a little kid. I, I like that you yeah. nap, too, on your off time, because I'm a big napper. But really, yeah. like, you know, I play softball on Sundays, and I just love to eat. I go out and eat. Even though it's, like, not cooking or talking about it, I just love Eating and cooking. I go out to eat. You know, my new thing is I love going like picking, like not necessarily trash, but like treasure hunting. I love collecting a lot of old things and antiques. We go antiquing and yard selling. I'm like a American picker. (laughs) And I take all my clothes off and try to survive in my backyard. (laughs) 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 I didn't win MasterChef, so I'm still broke. So I'm on that. uh, I can't afford a gym, but I'm on that Pokemon Go workout plan. Oh, oh you know. that's right. where I'm at. Yeah. Just please watch yeah. the traffic yeah. and people luring you yeah, into yeah, like garages to rob you and stuff. Don't walk off a cliff and don't go into a bathroom with a stranger talking about there's a Pokemon in his fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing all the stories about that, but it's it's out of control. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, 301, where are you calling from? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, that's, where, nice. that's where I'm from. Well, that's where I lived. I lived down there for six years. No, oh, nice. Where are you in Richmond? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in downtown right now. I'm, I'm actually just here for work, but I'm based out of uh, Washington, D.C. Okay, my uncle's got a restaurant down there on, um, oh, God, on Belmont by Carey Street. You know what Carey Street is? Yep, yep. What's the name? Yeah, my, o- my uncle's got a restaurant called Stuzzi. That's T U Z Z I. I used to work there with a chef there, yada, yada, yada. But uh, you want the best Italian food and the best pizza you're ever going to eat? Go check it out. It's on North Belmont, right off of Cary. They had a place called Stuzzi. My uncle's a bit of a maniac. But uh, some of the best pizza and Italian food you're going to get down there. Awesome. I'll check it out. Thanks, man. Very nice. good. Nice. Hey, thanks for calling in, my man. <laughs> we'll put you on hold hey. if you want to keep listening. And, uh, you know, call again. All right, let's see. We got to, we got another phone call here. Let's see if it's hey five four one. You're chewing the fat with big and beefy. Hey, I'm so excited to talk to y'all. Hey, what's going <laughs> on? Where are you from? Uh, Eugene, Oregon. 
Ah, nice. Right. Is that right? Very cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, we yeah. have DeAndre on the line. You, you got any questions for him? Absolutely. I got to know the story about the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I designed the shoes, um, I'm, and I'm partnering up. I'm working with a company called Electric Styles. Um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's, it's a company that outfits LEDs on wear for, you know, decoration and, visi- and visibility purposes, and it's, they're super cool. But the shoes are uh, they're helping benefit uh, some great causes around the country, and there's different lines for people who have different sorts of lifestyles. So if you're going to the club, we have a certain line of sneaker for you. If you're looking for active wear, there's a line of sneaker for you. But all of them are waterproof. They're LED rechargeable. So you just plug them into your wall at the end of the day, and it takes, uh, it takes no time at all for them to get up and running. You really want to make money? Do a stoner wear LED shoe. <laughs> huh? I said you want to make money? Do a stoner wear LED shoe. <laughs> I'll think about it. Or like it. a foreman grill shoe. <laughs> <laughs> a foreman grill shoe. We can flip it up my hand and put the hamburger on Oregon. Oh yeah. yeah. They would definitely sell in Oregon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah. We have I, a market for that. I hope so. Very cool. <laughs> nice, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. originally so from I, Oregon? I was born in California, but I've spent most of my time since then in Oregon. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And you're a big MasterChef uh, fan, I see. I love MasterChef, love Hell's Kitchen, watch them all. Nice. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, could I ask one more question? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah sure. I'm curious about um, kind of what the – what the hierarchy or placement of value looks like on foods from different cultures. So I noticed that, DeAndre, you made pho in one of the episodes, and I love pho and was super excited about that. So then it seems like <laughs> folks who are using different techniques maybe advanced quicker. I wasn't sure if that was true or if it was a figment of my imagination. Okay. Um, so without getting, like, too academic here, I can tell you that – French food being considered being like, you know, the standard for cuisine, um, I think a lot has to do with timing and with, uh, and, and with support. I think, you know, um, in the 13th and 14th century, French and English cuisine were actually pretty similar. They were virtually identical. But I think as we got closer to the 19th century, France just, um, they centralized their cuisine and they, they standardized techniques. And I think they were one of the first countries to do so. So you can find like written <coughs> recipes. They're one of the first societies that have written recipes. And I think those things have just lasted the test of time. But for me, I, I have to believe that Asian food, I, I do believe that Asian food um, in all of its different flavors and forms is the best in the world. Uh, whether we're reaching from an island or whether Chinese or Indian, I just think those flavors and those ingredients and techniques excite me, and that's what speaks to me. I'm a little I agree, about the I agree totally with you on that one. I think Asian and Latin food has the most flavor. Come on now, what about Italian? Italian's Italian's the same. It's friggin' tomatoes, basil, and you just put on everything. Well, here's the thing, and I, I got to cut in and say this. I, 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 this is coming from being on Hell's Kitchen. I will, I will say this. The more you flex your muscles with technique and the more technical 
you are, what your dishes, and the more cultural you are, your dishes, you do get noticed a little bit more. You do stand out a little. Yeah. From my experience of being on HK and from watching Master Chef, maybe it's not like that. Obviously, I've never been on Master Chef, but it seems like from the viewer's point of view, when you see someone, you know, who's flexing their muscles a little bit and doing some technique, you'll notice that they'll always mention that. They'll always gravitate more towards the more technical dish. <laughs> that's my opinion. Yeah, I could be wrong. Right. I don't know. But yeah, that's it's like opinion. on Food Network. Uh, I would just make up. Like, I never did stuff before, and I would just do it on TV, and they were like, yeah, that was cool. I'm like, like, did you ever use that before? I'm like, I never did that before in my life. But because I didn't want to be the guy that just did the same thing over and over, I just black out and pick up, like, chemicals and stuff and start working with them. But I also made pho, but I made it with fried chicken. I made a pho slaw. (laughs) Pho slaw, all right. (laughs) Wait, Rob, are you saying that there were people on Food Star that did the same thing over and over? Yep. Mm. Interesting. Oh my god, it was like didn't you make that for the last four episodes? I was like, ah. I love the no names. The no names makes this even juicier. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was like I can't uh, the believe the fa the fa just made sense to me just because one of the greatest things about uh about pho is that it's elevation of traditionally peasant scene ingredients. Uh, it doesn't take a lot yes. to make a really flavorful pho. And so I thought that the $20 mystery box challenge would, would uh, you know, that was made for me. And I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little salty about not being in the top three. I think even if I hadn't won, I think my pho should have definitely been up there. Well, you know, yeah, the, Italian, the Italians invented pho. Forget about it. You should have been down the pho. Pho you. <laughs> But it's true, though, like a faux broth. But I, in my experience cooking, the two things taste the greatest, something that's been cooking for days yes. and something you do on the fly. Like if Absolutely. you have to recreate a broth that cooks for five days <coughs> in 15 minutes, it always seems to taste great. It's yes. in that middle, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's got no flavor. I was watching that <laughs> show, uh, the, the, what is it, the, the shit the, with the kids, the chef versus kids, the uh, I forget what it's. Uh, Master Chef versus kids. No, no, no. it's uh, like one chef going against a whole crew of kids. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking you about. And oh, I don't this think guy made a red curry in ten minutes, and he panicked. He goes, "Oh my god, I didn't know what I was doing." They said it was one of the greatest, and you could tell it had such great flavor because he was throwing everything under the sun in it, doing it on the fly, and he had to make. The kid gave him like risotto, farro, and something else. They'd had a cook in 10 minutes, and it looked fantastic. But if he oh. made a curry that took five days, it probably tastes great. But if he man made it like child? 12, man versus child. Man versus child. Which I would never go on that show. They keep trying to me to get on. That would you go, go on, on it? I will never do it. the man or the child. <laughs> yeah. Which one exactly. would you be? I want to be with the kids. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I go on as the child. But they are a bunch of little know-it-alls. and But, of course, a lot of it's in the editing and the production and stuff, but... I would just wind up slapping slapping them on and walking out. (laughs) I don't care. If a little kid starts talking crap to me, and if I say something to him and he starts crying, yeah, that's that's coming everywhere. You're the lunch lady. (laughs) Yeah, I am the lunch lady, man. (laughs) Aww. All right, so what's your next move there, DeAndre? You're you're working on a line now. Do you have any other TV in in uh, in the wings? 
Ooh, I wish I could tell you. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that's cooking. I just got to keep the lid on for just a little right, bit. Right, right. Well, we got that. But as long as we know, we're going <laughs> to see that face again because you are entertaining as hell. You got great uh, charisma, great personality, and you can cook. So that's the magic combination for any kind of show with with food. You know, uh, you can be the guys. greatest chef in the world and be a stick in the mud. No one will watch you. And you can not know what the heck you're doing and have a great personality. And, you know, that only goes so far. But you got it all, man. You're like a triple threat. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, you definitely haven't seen the last of me. I would encourage you to keep watching MasterChef all the way to the end because the ending is going to blow you away. Excellent, excellent. You know, well, if I was the same way, I couldn't tell people that I was coming back and for Food Network Star and everything. And I was like, stop watching it. You got kicked off, so they stopped watching it. I'm like, you yeah. got to start watching it, like, uh, the next three episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same thing with Hell's Kitchen. I mean, I was only gone an episode, but we weren't allowed to tell anybody. Right. You're not allowed to tell anybody anything, like, who's yeah. coming back, who wasn't coming back. But I'll listen, well, the secret. It can be hard sometimes. Oh, it yeah. is. Oh, it no is. crap. And then you, even, like, your most closest confidant you tell winds up telling everybody. You can tell a stranger. Yep. They won't tell, say a word. But it's like, you know, you tell your mother or something like that. Hey, mom, uh, oh, my God, I told the ladies at the club. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, Aww. while we got every, so many people on the line, why don't we get into our uh, top five and see what everybody thinks? Yeah, all right, cool. Big BT's Top 5. All right, well, we we were talking about my fishing trip on Friday and stuff and how, you know, I love catching stuff that I eat, but it is the summer. And, you know, some people go fishing, but it's definitely a seafood type of uh, season. So we want to know your top five seafoods that you like to cook or work with, you know? Yeah, you top five favorite fish, you know, whether it be yeah. shellfish or not or whatever, but uh, you want me to kick it off? Go ahead. Now, I would obviously say skungeel and galama, but I'm going to say skungeel. I'm going to go blue coal crabs or even dungeness crabs. I just toss up between the two of them. Yeah. I got to go lobster. I don't care. I just, I, I love lobster. I'm going to go clams. I, I'm a big shellfish guy. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I would go something like cobia or you know, a really good eat fish, like a Chilean sea bass or something along those lines, man. It's some beautiful fish, but I eat truly fresh shellfish. There's something about a fresh clam and a fresh Dungeness crab or a blue claw or a piece of, you know, concha, that whole shellfish. And just, to me, it's just nothing better. Yeah, well, that's that was one of mine right there, conch. Absolutely. I love it. Huh. I, I worked in a Caribbean restaurant out in Florida years ago and used it for the first time, and I'm addicted to it ever since. I love conch. But conch is really, scungeel is a smaller version of a conch. Same, you know, the, it's the yeah. same thing, but the conch is a giant scungeel, but you got to slice it down in layers and then pound the hell out of it yeah. to get it. But um, I love shrimp. I love doing stuff with shrimp. I love lobster. Raw oysters are my favorite thing in the summer. Oh, absolutely. I'm shocked that I didn't <laughs> Yeah, I love raw oysters. Raw oysters, raw clams, there's nothing better. Yeah. Nice and, and chilled, fresh, beautiful. Yeah, and, you know, when it when it comes to, like, a, a, a fish fillet or something, I'm a big grouper guy. I love grouper fillets. I love the cheeks. I love everything about grouper. And, 
you know, and now I'm starting to get into like the skate and stingray, man. I love the wings. Yeah. Love those cheeks, baby cake. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. How about you, DeAndre? Uh, I'm a big squid guy. If I can get my hands uh, my hands on some baby squid, that's where I love to live. Um, otherwise, I'm a big you know, I think I do that house. <laughs> I live for fish collar. You know, I I probably have fish collar maybe three times a week for dinner. So if oh, I can get a, a good fatty salmon or yellowtail fish collar, uh, that's always great. I, I got to I Yeah, we were talking about that there. earlier, yeah. like how nobody really respects. From the neck up of a fish, the collar is great, the cheeks are great, the heads are great to season, like make a good stock with. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. I I just like to get that out there, you know. Uh, You know, I I love playing around with sea bass or Chilean sea bass. Um, Normally, I just poach it in some miso, but lately I've been giving it the al pastor treatment uh, and doing some, like, really fresh citrus-forward tacos in the summer. Uh, that's, That's always a big hit at any barbecue. Yeah. Nice. Now, I don't know I if you heard after. if you heard what I was talking about before. Like, I don't know. Do you go fishing a lot? In Las Vegas, absolutely. Oh, in Vegas. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the Atlantis. Uh, you know. <laughs> Fresh. Because out here, we have these things called sea robins. And they're like this. They're in the ocean. They're garbage fish, people call them. They look like uh, like dinosaur catfish. They got wings. They crawl on the bottom and eat everything. People have been throwing them back for years. I went on a fishing trip the other day, and I kept everyone that came on the boat. I brought them home. I filleted them, and they were delicious because all they eat huh. is crab and, like, like mussels and stuff like that, and it was so delicious. It tasted like – it was like a, a fillet, like a – you know, a nice thick filet, white, yeah. but it had that, like, crabby Bobby filet. Bobby filet. <laughs> I've seen pictures of sea robins, and i got to say, man, they scare the crap out of me. But yeah. I do love, I love that they're calling them the new salmon, man. It's going to, it's, you better grab them quick, because just like, a, just like fish collars, they're going to get popular, and they're going to get expensive. Right. Well, look at uh, mugfish. It's one of the ugliest fish in the world. <laughs> The poor man's lobster. Yeah, but the guy running the trip is a chef from Staten Island. He was on Chopped. He wanted, he's a great guy, older dude. He was up on the deck, and I'm pulling all these things. He goes, what are you, keeping those sea robins? I'm like, they're the poor man's monkfish. Because <laughs> monkfish used to be the poor man's lobster, but now we're even going poorer. It's great. But, yeah, we did catch a stingray, and I used the wings, and they were delicious. Stingray. I've never had stingray. You gotta, you gotta feed me that sometime, man. You gotta send me one. Well, it's like you know, here they got skate stingray. It's they're all the same. It's like the what are the what are the mano manta ray or something like yeah. that. And then you got stingrays yep. and they're all like that flat bottom weird looking fish. The one that like the ones that killed uh, the crocodile hunter. He, he was fishing for that. He picked it up. <laughs> thing plunged his tail into his chest and killed him. But I was playing with fire the other day. He caught one. I was pulling it up. I grabbed the stinger from the back while the other guy was taking the hook out of his mouth, living on the edge. <laughs> you got to work for that food, man. Of, uh, yeah. A couple of comments on, well, shit ton of comments. Remember, Sean Quinn with the soft, soft shell crabs. Um, oh, soft shell crabs. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. I just thought my top five, it winds up to be a top 20. Bossa filet. Bassa filet is like, that's another one of those, it's not really called a bassa, 
It was one of those ugly fish that was never overfished, so they just call it bassa filet. But it's like a farm fish. I don't like. Yeah, you got a lot of people saying salmon, too, and swordfish, another good eating fish. Mahi mahi, another really good eating fish. Cod, tilapia, grouper, flounder. I love um, making ceviche lately. Escovedge. Yeah. Swordfish escovedge. Huh. Love it. Love the raw stuff. Grind yep. it up and just season up with. I used to do swordfish I would get a set of cut piece of swordfish, stick it in the freezer for maybe eight minutes, slice it paper thin, and then put in some lemon, some shallot, some capers, some green olives, some olive oil, and it was fucking fantastic, man. Nice. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we have another phone call. We got Annette. What's up, Annette? How you doing? You chewing the fat with big and beefy. Well, 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 I'm loving it. You're making me hungry, and it's getting ready to be time for bed here, so shame on all three of you. But, uh, <laughs> oh, don't eat before you go to bed. That's how I'm 300 pounds. I don't eat all day, and I eat while I'm laying in bed, and then I pass out. Oh, my God, you guys are a riot. Okay, top five seafoods. Halibut. I love halibut. It's my Just how do you like that? Just for the halibut? <laughs> Just for the halibut. That's right. That's right. Just for the halibut. I also love, I like ocean perch. You know, around here in Michigan, we've got all the great lakes. People get a lot of lake perch. I don't like lake perch. I like ocean perch. I'm, I'm not a freshwater fish guy. No, I got to pull it over a little bit. It always, it always tastes swampy to me. You know, yeah, like that freshwater. Yeah. These don't taste right. They don't taste right. I like Chilean sea bass. Love it. Love it. Love it. One of my favorite here. I literally have to drive back to Toledo to get it because the, the markets where I live right now, they don't. They look at me like I'm nuts. They go, nobody here will pay for it. I said, I will. But, you know, whatever. And I like yeah. shark. I like shark. Love shark, yeah. And I like clams. So there you go. Clams are good eats, man. They really are. Steamed clam, grilled clams, baked, baked clams. Clam. Baked clams are regular. Yeah. I'm a casino. Hey, I like casino. Yep, we got to take you, you out to this place. Texture that shark. What was that? Can you walk me through the texture of that shark in it? Because I just I can't seem to make it work. You know, it's been a while since I've actually worked with it, but I enjoyed it when I had it. I'm very basic with my fish. I broil it. I add a few condiments and maybe some lime or lemon, and then just eat uh-huh. it. But the last two or three times I had shark, I really did enjoy it. I'd rather have shark than a tuna steak. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, I, I used to sell a lot of shark and swordfish. I thought they were very similar, but shark is, like, I don't know, flimsier. It's you know, more it's more like, baby, a, like more fishy. Yeah, but it's like, like if you held a sword steak, it just has, like, meat to it. And a shark okay. steak, for some reason, is like has it's like more gelatinous. Maybe he wasn't excited yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I've never had a swordfish, so I'll have to try swordfish now and compare them. Yeah. Yeah, that used to always be on my menu. And uh, I just got it. was like swordfish $17 a pound. I was like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> nice grilled swordfish uh, with a chunky yeah. Putanesca relish on it. Woo, yeah. Putanesca, that was the dish I went with on uh, Hell's Kitchen with my swordfish Putanesca. Yeah. Nice. So let's see if um oh, here we got a uh, we got another phone call here. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Abudanza. Abudanza. Papa da boo. What's going on? 
So we're talking about your favorite, top five favorite fish. Yes. We're talking about your top, we're doing good, Lily. We're talking about our top five favorite fish. What are your top five favorite fish to go out and eat? Uh, What are my top favorite dishes? Seriously? Fish. Fish. Oh, fish. fish, like you know, clams, mussels, tilapia, like. You know what you call? Uh, you know what you call a fish with no eye? Fish. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Shut up, Rob. Ashpet, ashpet, ashpet. Does fish? Does fish include seafood? Does yeah, it includes seafood. Yeah. All right, lots of them. and surf, baby. All right. right. Well, I don't know what kind of seafood. uh, What do you drown your cow before you? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God! My whole neighborhood hears me talking because I'm um, echoing. All right. So besides (laughs) the lobster, what else you got? Besides the lobster, lobster. what do you got? I love. I love grilled, grilled, uh, grilled friggin'. uh, I love, I like it, like it. I love grilled octopus. Ooh. Yeah. I, nobody said octopus. Yeah. I'm shocked I like that. octopus Nice. Octopus is a toughie. Yeah. Who is that? I, you know I love pussy, but I love grilled octopus <laughs> 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 I love it all. I love it all wrapped around my neck, and I love it grilled. All right. Oh, nice. So you have a little bit of an octo fetish. All right. All right. All right. Well, well thank you, Lee. Uh, I'm not going to say it again, but uh, let's just say buongiorno, because I'm going to say something different than Philomonica Camino. All right. Buongiorno. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Bob, Bob knows what I'm talking about, right, Rob? Yep. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> I was eating some Harry Clam the other day, and it tasted better than anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, is this is that like talk sex on the phone? Is no, the no, no. We got to clean it up. We got to clean it up at ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is the girl that talks sexy though on the phone though, right? No. This is your partner girl type of thing. I love her. She sounds so sexy. Oh, and that I think uh, yeah. she's hitting on you. What? 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 I'm taken. Spoken for. But thank you for the compliment. <laughs> hey, that's my line. It's all her. It's all her fault. You write all my material, Rob. All right, cool. Just send a check in the mail. All right, Lee, thank you for calling in. You can stay on the line. We just got to pick up another phone call. All right, here we go. Hello, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy, 910, area code. That's me, fried with no bones. You still talking Uh, about me. What's going (laughs) on, you? I just wanted to hear the radio show, and I can't hear it unless I'm on on, on the telephone. So I called, and I just I really don't want to talk. I just want to listen to to what everybody has to say. Okay. All right. Well, I'll put you back on hold. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Well, so I think she was actually giving us 
We ha- we also do a weekly food fight, and yeah. since we were earlier before we even did the show, we were talking about fish and whatnot and stuff, and I was talking about how, you know, I love when I catch my own fish. I just love it fried. Okay. You know, and then. All right. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm old school. See, I don't mind the fried fish, but I gotta go broil. I'm gonna eat the flame, a little butter, a little olive oil. You know, I, and I think you know where we're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. Every week, we usually pick a nice food fight where, you know, sometimes we agree some, and a lot of times we don't agree. Yeah. So this yeah. week, since we were talking about fish and whatnot, since I was a kid growing up, my mother always used to just like a chicken cutlet, but just fry fish with bread, egg and breadcrumb and a nice homemade tartar sauce which was just mayo and sweet pickle relish. See, we used to, we used to, as a kid, we used to get either the whole fish or some filet. And right under the broiler with a little bit of olive oil, some black olives, some red onions, some chopped tomato, some capers, whatever we had. And right, you know, even just a little bit of garlic, olive oil, lemon, right under the broiler, man. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. You became a chef because you grew up with people that cooked and cooked great. I became a chef because no one around me cooked and I wanted to have some good food by myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm from an Irish and German household that everything was fried or cooked in a pressure cooker, you know? So Nothing wrong with the pressure cooking, though, man. Love it, but not when it's in, you know, 15 days in a pressure cooker <laughs> when your pot roast is really pot dust. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you got to make a separate pot of gravy just to put on the blown away pot roast. <laughs> but, all right. You know. All so, right, all right, DeAndre, how about you? You like it fried or broiled? Because I'm also a fish and chip guy, a beer batter. Oh, don't get me wrong. I that. like fried yeah. fish, too, but I got to go broiled. Listen, in my house, uh, just growing up Filipino, we just throw that whole sucker in there, just right into the oil, fry it so it's crispy, and we'd all fight over the belly. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? I do <laughs> love that. So now you just do it like that. Do you, don't you like, do you roll it in flour or nothing or no? No, we just we pat it dry. We pat it really, really dry. Or if you're my grandma, you take the uh, blow dryer to it just to just to dry out the skin a little bit. Ah, that's nice. a good, good tip right there. It is. <laughs> so I like just a little a little light cornstarch dust. You dry it off really good, but you just literally you don't dredge the fish in. You literally just sprinkle a little a little cornstarch on it just to give it that little extra. Oof. Yeah, I like the rice flour yeah. too. Rice flour is another good one. Beautiful. Well, we got a Jersey caller here. Let's pick them up. All right. A201, you're chewing the fat with Big MBP. Hi. It's nice talking to you. My friend just called me to let me know that DeAndre was on today. And um, I was wondering if you can tell us about some of the behind the scenes information on, on Master Chef. Oh, <laughs> any dirt, DeAndre? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what, what is there anything in particular that you'd like to know about? I'll do my best. Well, I guess like, do, do you all get along, or, or you know, are there... 
Um, you know, yes and no. Um, we we can only see each other for uh, anywhere, you know, depending on how long you're on the show, but we can only see each other for upwards of about five months. So, you know, it's kind of like being kids in the, in the backseat of a car on a road trip. We all start to fight and bicker about stupid things. But at the end of the day, I think, just because we're all going through this together, we try to we try to give each other some slack, and we're all friends now. But I think at the time there was definitely some hurt feelings and some saltiness going around on the cast. Have you kept in touch with them? Absolutely. We just um, I I just spent the weekend with about eight other cast members. We went down to San Diego to visit a one of the MasterChef alums' restaurants, which was great, and we had a nice little barbecue. So we try to get together when we can. We try to work together when we can. Um, you know, just try to make each other better and challenge each other. Wow, that's cool. That's nice to know. Thanks. Uh, we're one giant crazy family. <laughs> now, cool. since we have you on the line, do you like fried fish? Do you like your fish fried or broiled? Well, I do like both, actually. It depends on my mood, but I cook broiled myself. When I have to cook it, it's broiled. Oh, all right, all right. Uh-huh. That's good to know. So you know we're doing our food fight right now. And, uh, yeah. Philomena, what about you? Fried or broiled? Broiled. Broiled. All, all right. right. Yeah. Broiled. And uh, let's pick up the uh, 910. Okay, Hello, 910. Um, it's, it's us. You like fried, I believe, right? I heard you say before. Yeah, yeah I like fried, but I like whiting and... Um, um, you know, anything with no bones in it. Yeah, flounder and anything with no bones. It cannot have bones in it. I hate fish Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's kind of skeevy, too, when you're, you're really blowing through it. The guy was supposed to take all the bones out. I know. Not like a bone in your mouth. Like, Although on, on cartoons, it was always my favorite thing when, like, Tom from Tom and Jerry would put the whole fish, fish yeah. and then just spit out that or... You know, the whole body, and then they'd use it as a comb or something like that. I loved it. Well, thank you very much. So we got uh, a fried there. And we got, let's see, 717. Do you like fried fish or broiled? Fried. Absolutely fried. Yeah. All right, let's go to the here. All right, let me just get the rest of these phone calls, then we'll get to the Facebooks. 301, do you like it fried or broiled? Uh, depends on the fish, or depends on what I'm eating. All right, all right. But if you were on death row and you had a, and they said you can have fish, what do you want? It fried or broiled? Broiled. That's because it takes longer. <laughs> I'm not going to read the names. We're going to rattle them off. You ready, Rob? We got one, two, three, three fried, four fried, uh, two boiled, broiled. Another fried, another fried, broiled, 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 and then fried, fried, fried. All right, cool. Huh. All right, and now let's uh, pick up Raven over here. We saw him. I haven't even seen his. <coughs> He's all the way at the top of the calling list. Yeah, I know. We got so many calls coming. Yeah. Sorry. Raven. Hey, Raven, what's up? You are chewing the fat with Big M Beefy. Hey, Rob. Good to be back here on the air with you guys. Yeah, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> not much. Trying not to sweat to death here in Rich. Well, no, not in Richmond anymore. Down here in North Carolina. <laughs> ah, nice, nice. 
Yeah, it's hot, man. It's hot up here, too. But I, I not have good a feeling North Carolina isn't as humid as here. No, but it's not good fat guy weather anyway, man. No. Nah. I'm dying over nah, here. We, had, we had rain yeah. and humidity today. It was ugly. Though my comment for your food tonight is none of the above. Uh, Allergy and all that. Oh, all right. fish, but I did have a story for you. Okay. (laughs) Y'all were talking about Burger King ripping off your friend, and they just went down the vomitorium route. Now, because of the success of that, they now also are releasing the Whopperito. Yes, I saw that. I saw that just before I joined you guys. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, so fast food's really trying to steal everything that anybody ever wants to eat. Right, anything (laughs) crazy. Yeah, anything that they got. Burkhan has the grilled hot dogs. Like, just stick with the, uh, i tell you what, they make the greatest baked chicken sandwich ever. I love their original. Well, you know what it is. They can't survive off their burgers that much longer because of the competition. So they're trying to add all this this new stuff on their menu. Yeah. Yeah, but Untasty Hamburger Company that sold hot dogs used to be Duchess in Connecticut. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they need to My do a broiled fish Or a fried job. Or broiled So you don't like any fish. I worked with a guy. He never ate seafood, and I thought he was allergic. And he came up. He goes, when you go swimming in the ocean, what do you do? I'm like, I swim? And he goes, no, you pee. I'm like, yeah, sometimes. He goes, well, imagine all the people in there swimming, peeing, all the fish peeing. I ain't eating nothing that's swimming around in piss. I'm like, okay, well, you got me there. But you don't know what you're missing. Cattle graze in the same same field they do that in. Right, exactly. Mm. What about the actual piss clam? No, I mean, I... I, I oh, that's why I should have put that on as my, one of my top five. Yeah, the piss clam. The Ipswich clam. The piss yeah. clam. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so I, I, you know, there, there are seafoods I will eat. You know, I'll occasionally risk it for sh- uh, for shellfish. I do like shrimp, okay. lobster, and clam. But that's it. Anything else with too much oil, my throat closes right up. Wow. I can't All right, so don't eat yeah, seafood. So fish yeah, Especially don't eat fish a fried oil. oily fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save that puppy, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go to uh, my feed. We got fried, 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 of course, fried, fried, depends on the fish. We got a broiled. We got a fried. We got another fried. Depends on the fish. Never heard of fried tuna, but that could be interesting in your hands. Well, you know what? Yeah, no one really fries tuna, but that's because tuna's supposed to be like medium rareish. But they also the number. You know what the number one selling seafood is in the world? What? Canned tuna. Yeah. The number one seller. Uh, Unbe- pretty cool. Because it's just processed dolphin. I mean, I don't understand that, but I mean, if you think about it. And everyone says you can't put cheese with seafood. The tuna melt has been famous for about 100 years. I don't know. So it looks like... Uh, what happened? You're never too good for a tuna casserole, man. I love... See, like... I am white trash as it gets when it comes to cuisine. I love tuna casserole. I love, like, grilled cheese is my favorite thing with tomato soup. 
But a tuna casserole, like any casserole, like I make them all the time, just leftover Chinese food. I throw it all together, whip some eggs up in it, and just bake it in the oven, and it's like uh, egg foo young. It's great. Everything yeah. goes in a casserole. Absolutely. Tuna casserole with the potato chips crushed up on the top before you bake it. Woo! Little egg noodles, cream of mushroom Man, soup. Stuff of nightmares to me now. Total trash. I love it. No, for several years as a kid, I was on a diet where the only thing I could eat for lunch was dry tuna in a pita with salt and pepper and a little bit of sprouts, nothing else. Not even some balsamic vinegar, nothing. Ugh. Horrible. Oh, my God. I'd rather just drink a glass of sand right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so no thank you. <laughs> Y'all uh, unreal. So, DeAndre, where are you working right now? Can you promote I'm that at, place? Or? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no? I'm gonna stay, stay a little quiet on that for just a little longer. But soon, everyone will know. Oh, okay. You're like the mystery man. I like it. You are, like, we have a lot of people on from a lot of different shows, and they can't wait to just spit out what they're doing. <laughs> what about, like, your website or your Facebook page or something so people can follow you? Like, yeah. what you at? Because apparently you got yeah. a ton of followers. I put it on Twitter and just connected you to it, and it was nice that we got a lot of phone calls to ask yeah. questions. I love it. Yeah, I'm glad we could get a good audience. You can always follow me uh, on Facebook. Uh, DeAndre Balowing, the same thing with Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is DeAndre to go. Just put an underscore in between those words. So DeAndre underscore two underscore go. Um, you know, each each social media feed will give you something different. My Instagram is mostly my food stuff, though. So if that's what you're looking for, that's where you can find me. Nice, nice. Pretty cool. Now, now, do you let me just tell me this? Do you work the night shift or the day shift? <laughs> Listen, I work on the li- I work on the line, so uh, is it, it's just about the same, isn't it? I mean, you get yeah, well, yeah. So you're going in at like eleven and working to like one in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right. So you're a trooper. I like it because sometimes you get I these people like you know I work here and and they're working like a brick a, a lunch shift where they go in at like nine o'clock and they're out by two. I'm like, that's not really no. like you're not really dying. You have to go <laughs> in when it's none of that here. Yeah, sometimes I'd go in when it was dark, and I'd leave when it was dark. And it was like, my God, my life is slowly moving by me rapidly. With my whole <laughs> life moving was, by me rapidly? Huh? Slowly moving by me rapidly. Yeah. Well, okay. that's because I was so screwed up. <laughs> you sound like a chef. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, I've been doing it since, well, I mean, I've been working you know, I started out working in delis when I was like 14 years old, and I've been working in restaurants since I'm 18. I'm 45 now, so it's like, whoo! And I can I, I should have been retired for, from two jobs already. I should have two pensions coming in. Unbelievable. There's no way in hell you are 45. I'm calling. I am bull. 45 years old, brother. Going to be 46 in November. And you looking good? You don't look like you're aging like milk, like most chefs. No, no. Well, you know what it is, and my girlfriend hates when I say it. I've never been married, and I don't have any of my own kids. 
that I know of. So it's, I have a full head of hair. I act like I'm 20 years old. And, you know, like my father's 73 years old. And he looks like my older brother because he doesn't have a care in the world. But, you know, whatever. So that's a secret. But thank you. Yes, thank you for the compliment. No problem. Internally, I feel like I'm 90, but I'll never let it. It's better to look good than to feel good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fernando oh, Lama. Oh, I, I got a question for you, for you both. Maybe for yeah. all three of you. Uh, you know, I'm not a betting man, but if you had to put money on somebody to win the season of MasterChef, who would you say it is? Ooh. Well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Since uh, you know, it might bring back the magic man. I don't know. It could be you, but what's the finding guy theme? <laughs> Eric. I think Eric. I don't know. I don't know if Eric's gonna do it. He's looks like he, he's a fire. He's a you know the fireman. Makes some nice stuff, but I don't know if it's uh, you know who's who's the southern girl. That was my next choice. You know, Brandy. The blonde southern. Oh, we got we got two we got two blonde bombshells from the south. We have Brandy Mud from Kentucky. That's the one that you said uh looked like right, a right. cat on that. And then we have Katie <laughs> from uh <laughs> Katie from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes. I don't know. It could be a toss up between the two of them. Hmm. But then you got the poker guy, or did he just did he just get kicked out this week? No. No, no he no, was no, no. The, we had a we had a disqualification this week, and you know I I gotta send my love to Andrea because that just broke my heart. It broke my heart to watch. I know, and that was that was weird, because all right, so she was a little bit on, and this is totally production right there because she kicked ass. You're looking for a master chef. They kicked her off because she was like three seconds behind the thing, but running. But yet the other person. Yeah made gross food. So you're going to keep the person that does gross food over the person that was a little bit short running. She should have said, I'm sorry, my hip hurt or something like that. Because she was trying to run, but, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know, she, it's a It's a tough call. Yeah, but then again, it's TV. So you never know. They probably, you know, needed an excuse to, you know, get rid of it because she was cooking so good. You know, I think that's the awesome thing about MasterChef and Hell's Kitchen, too. Um, you know, you never – it's all a big dance, and it just depends on what your challenges are because somebody that you don't think is going to show up could, could have a, the best day in the world and end up on top and change the game, and now all of a sudden we got all these, like, super strong people that are going out the door. Right. Well, I mean, that's what it is in any show. You're already the best of the best because you tried out – and they loved you, and you beat out, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of people to be on the show. So, you know, there might be a few people that lose it under the under the camera lights and stuff like that and just can't perform. But then you have a bunch of great chefs, and you're right. One week, you can have an off week. It's like anyone in any any real life. There's good days and bad days. Yep, yep, yep. Every dog has his day. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say that about my uh, season. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Man, what? you, you can, you can put out the greatest thing. My, listen, and this is my thing. I love the show. I love everything about it. But there were weeks I did great food, 
And when I watched it on whatever, they made it seem like it wasn't good. And then there was weeks that I made the horrible, grossest thing, like last minute or I burnt it, and they'd sit there and tell me it was great. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is going on here? <laughs> is anyone tasting the food? Because you're not tasting it in front of me. So it's Wait, just weird. They don't taste it in front of you? They put, like, they wipe their lips with, like, a damp, a little piece of it, and then they spit out 9,000 things about it. <laughs> They're not really chowing down on it. Like, they did on Star Salvation, I must say. They ate it, you know, like, scraping the plate, telling me it was good. The same, the same second they're kicking me out the door. Like, wow, you had the best food. See you later. <laughs> Listen, so. man, sometimes, sometimes you get a raw deal. I, I'm, in the, I, I'm in the justice for Rob Camp. I think you got robbed, man. I know, I know. But you know what? It was yeah. great. Same like you said. I met a bunch of great people. I made a lot of fans that, you know, that they stick by me. And that's all I was looking for. I didn't really want to win it. I wanted to come a little closer, maybe be the top three. But I wasn't looking to win. I just wanted to enjoy my time uh, in front of the camera, which I always do. Anytime I do a show, I'm always looking to have fun before winning. Well, I know I'm going to see more of you both in the future. Oh, yeah, and we're going to see more of you. I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you're working tonight or no? Not tonight, no. Uh, I just got back from San Diego, and I'm recovering, but I'm working tomorrow and every day through that. <laughs> nice. I, well, I, I love San Diego. How do you feel? Do you like San Diego? Do you love San Diego? I, you know what? This is my second time in San Diego, and i got to say that I love it. Uh, Me too. Yeah. Like if I have to move somewhere, I'd move to San Diego. The weather is perfect. There's nothing better than the weather. The restaurants are starting to come up. I, I do the uh, reality rally. Well, I, did, I missed it this year because uh, of filming, but the reality rally over in uh, Temecula, California, yeah. right outside San Diego. Yep, yep, yep. And it's, it's good I'll stuff, good fun. I'll see you at the next one, brother. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. I told you, you know, it's funny. I talked Stephen Lee, the number uh, third place guy from last year, into going, and then I couldn't yeah. go, and he went there. He's like, there was some freaks there. So I just got my truck and left, and then came back for the cooking day. <laughs> I was like, they're all chefs, you know. Well, there's, there's a lot of, there's about 200 people. Most of them are Big Brother, Survivor, all these wacky shows, The Bachelorette and stuff. I actually go to the next one. I yeah, definitely. Go check and it then, out. yeah, we just started getting a lot of chefs in it the last two years. So it's pretty funny because chefs and the, all the people that hang out, it's the chefs and people from Biggest Loser. It's awesome. And we make like this whole family thing, and it's so great. Good people. But yeah, definitely well, looking forward to the next year. Before we were the chefs, we were Biggest Loser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you, you know. Uh, Yeah, I I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out with everyone that's been on the show. You know, we can do, like, a little reunion. Absolutely. That would be freaking cool. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope to do it again soon. Oh, definitely. Every Monday night you can call in. You can call in anytime you want. And like I said, Francis uh, Leggy wanted to call in, but he he had to go to sleep. I was like, we had Alan Parker from Hell's Kitchen who had to work tonight because he's always a great caller, you know, and he oh, loves, yeah, he loves, awesome. yeah, he well, loves to question all the guests him. and stuff. But DeAndre, 
Thank you so much yeah, for calling in, my no friend. Question. We want to thank, thank all your fans for calling in. We're asking such great questions. And uh, don't <laughs> be a stranger, my man. And, you know, reach out to DeAndre on, on his Facebook, Instagram. Absolutely. Make sure you follow him. We yeah. haven't seen the last of this. Yeah, me. definitely have not seen the last. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to the fans. Thank you for watching. Just thanks all around. Ah, uh, you Thank are you the much. man, my friend. <laughs> All right. Take care, y'all. There All right. right. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Peace, love, and bacon fat. Yeah. All right. All right. So it was a great, a great show. I mean, we got a little bit of time left. We got to kind of wind it down a little early, maybe. But, uh, you know, I, you know what I love, man? I love when we get a guest on that stays on and is really – and you know what it is? Most of the people that come on this show are just, I guess, ring through all chefs and cooks. We're all good people. They stay on. We have a good time. Right. You know, nobody really calls up unless they're in a minute. And even if you're in the middle of service, they still call up and give us 15, 20 minutes. Right, right. But, uh, you know, we, we connect a lot of people, man. We really do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some great stuff, you know. But, you know, so like I said, because, and that's why we started this. Because, like, Mondays are our day off, usually. Yeah. And it's just good to reach out and talk about food with people that we yeah. ordinarily wouldn't meet. You know, we meet them from all walks of life. Yeah, you yeah. walks of life, all kinds of shows. We share our thoughts and ideas and our experiences, and that's what it's all about, man. I know, man. I, I absolutely love doing this show. But uh, I think you know, after we got a couple of more fried foods and stuff, so I think, I think uh, we're gonna have to call it. All right. Fried fish wins the food fight. Nice. Yeah. Real quick before before we go, Rob, why don't you mention to everybody about the uh, food truck festival this weekend coming up? Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's uh, talk yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah, the twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Woodbridge Center Mall over in Woodbridge, New Jersey, this is my uh, it's the inaugural. Culinary Renegade Wandering Kitchen. There you uh, go. Uh, the premiere of Rob Burmeister's yeah. food truck. Yeah, pretty psyched. Friday, 3 to 9. Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 9. I believe they're charging $5 to get in. It's going to Wounded Vets and, and something else. There's going to be a couple of uh, like veteran biker clubs riding in. We got some music. We got a bunch of – oh, speaking of like vendors – I went to the uh, flagship brewery Windfest yesterday. Okay. And it was about 12 restaurants. Half of them were all, you know, we had guys from Ruddy and Dean's that had been on the show, Hobra, Tommy Cassatelli. Okay. It was all, I was hanging out with Juice from uh, Sons of Anarchy. You know, okay. Theo Rossi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he had his water company there, and we were bullshitting. I met him a couple other times. I was talking about the truck, the podcast. He wants to be on pretty soon to promote his water. And, um, but the bee, the, the bee guy, the, the honey guy was there. Okay, nice. Very and cool. it was so funny because I was hey, dude, what's going on? How you doing? He goes, keeping beesy. Yeah. I'm like, you just sit here and work on these yeah, things. Yeah, he's, he's got a bee line painting. Yeah. Right. Very but good. He, he's definitely he was working good. with some uh, company that does the medical. Medical smokable honey? <laughs> Not smokable, but like the oil. Okay. To put mixed in with his honey. Yeah, but it's very the medical cool. with the C and not the, um, the CBDs. Yeah. Doesn't have any THC. It has the natural CBDs, right. which is the medical purpose when you use marijuana. And uh, 
And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a really great thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I met a lot of people. A lot of people want to be on the show. You know, every time. You know, I was just walking around. Of course, I had I just played my fourth softball game and tore my calf muscle. So I was limping around. Everyone's like, what's the matter? I had a cane in my car from when I messed up my ankle. So I'm walking around with that so I wouldn't fall around because that flagship here gets me messed up. Okay. So, you know, and everyone's just bullshit. Talking about Food Network, chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Everyone's like, where's Beefy? It's like being that like Staten Island. It's like, one day we just got to set up a booth there and do a show. We do. Yeah. We do. I've been telling you this. We do. But, uh, yeah, totally, totally psyched. But it was a good time. You know, and there was some good wings. You had uh, John Serp's old place, the Hop Shop. There yeah. was a hashtag bar. There was Craft House, Ruddy and Dean's, Randall Manor Tavern. Uh, just the list goes on and on. But you got to try this water that Juice does. It's called Ounces, hashtag Ounces or whatever. Nice bottle, the whole nine, but... And so, then we'll get know. them on the show. We'll uh, we'll promote the water and check it out. Talk about it live. Yeah, definitely, man. So yeah, we're gonna uh, well, we got like 19 minutes left, but we're gonna uh, you know cut it cut out with a nice yeah. tune. Clemens has got to go home and, and rest. He's he's a hurting puppy. <laughs> yeah. What happens when you get all the Rob's all sore at the ankle? I'm sore at my back, my leg. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even do anything. We beat up on the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it takes a lot to set up the show and prepare for everything and then sit here for you know, yeah, well, sitting is what. If we can yeah. walk around or yeah, lean at this point, or I feel whatever. like I got to get up and get out of here. I'm getting yeah. claustrophobic. I'm starting to feel paranoid that the little girl is going to come get me. Which, by the way, a couple of friends of mine are actual ghost hunters, and they're going to come on the show in a couple of weeks. I don't know Just if I want to be see here. if there is the little I don't girl. Know. I may do this show from home. <laughs> really? Because if they find something, I don't want to be here. Oh, <laughs> fine. Or, or I'm going to go with like garlic around my neck, and I'm going to figure <laughs> out what, what else possible can ward off the spirits. And trust me, I'm coming to a crucifix and garlic. Yeah, but you, at least you get to leave. If they find something, I got to live here. Yeah, but I have to bother you in fucking 20 years. I feel like I'm getting haunted by this girl every day. She's a good person. No, she scares me. Oh, my God. I heard things before. I'm telling you. And I'm going to go home and play a horror game on the virtual reality thing. (laughs) And probably freak out. Yeah, you scare yourself. I do have a good video that I'll probably put up on Facebook that you didn't know I was taping you. When you first put those things on, and you were like, oh, oh, God, that really happened. <laughs> All right. I'm going to lift my ass off. Yeah, so it's playing his horror virtual reality thing with his goggles. So check that out. It'll be up on there, you know, a little bit later. All right. And, uh, yeah, keep chewing the fat, people. Yeah, Come well, down to Woodbridge next weekend. And, yeah, uh, Saturday, Rob and I will be judging the uh, Yeah, we're going to be judging the smoke-off between uh, New York and New Jersey, two barbecue guys. Uh, Clem will be there. I'm going to be there with my food truck. We got Dom from Season 11 of Food Network Star with his mac and cheese truck. We got uh, just a whole about 15 to 20 trucks down there. It's going to be good. Got a lot of, there's, a, there's a vegan one that's going to be there for all you vegans that don't want to eat street meat. So, going to be a good, good time, everybody. So, uh, yeah, keep chewing the fat. And we'll be Peace back out. And we love you. I'm going to play a little Van Halen and a little tribute to the beach. Nice. <laughs>
bills to pay, but I got a maid in the shade, and all I really need is the Yeah. 